0: This episode is dedicated to my mom, Sandy Matheson. Enough said. When last we checked in with our heroes... Enro had just undergone a meticulous psychiatric evaluation which found him lacking the necessary degree of cojones one would expect from an immortal dragonborn messiah. At no small monetary sacrifice, Enro was conveniently emboldened by a nondescript German-sounding therapist. The first prong of his recovery complete, Inro now looks forward to prong number two which, if all goes to plan, will find him finally indulging in his beloved skooma. Yet Inro, being the discerning gentleman of stature he is, has misgivings regarding the relatively lowbrow town in which the rumored skooma cook does business. I'm just saying, if she were a reputable businesswoman, She wouldn't be setting up shop here, that's all. Why you say that? Because it's Falkreath, dude. The town is more out of the way than Helgen. It's in the middle of, like, two mountain ranges. Do you know what they call that? They call it a valley. No, it's called a kill box, Zappy. A kill box. That is a box into which one goes in order to get killed. And that's Falkreath. And, And here we are. Where is this chick's hut, Kando? I, I want to spend as little time here as possible. We gotta take the fight to them, man. Well, I don't rightly know. Uh,
1: you what? Well, I know she hold up hereabouts. All I have is your dress, but I've been avoiding this place for years, so I don't know where it's at. We're gonna have to ask around.
0: Oh my... <sighs> Kando, I-, I just gotta ask... W- why? Why, in the name of Mark Lampert's file effects, must you deprive me of my masculinity at every turn? I, I mean, every turn! Now, what's that supposed to mean? Well, okay. Let's recap our friendship to date. Enro, your gods are fake. You need to believe in my one true god, which, by the way, has a really creepy Lord of Light vibe to it. Then it's Enro, be a lamb and run down to Sorus's place and fetch me some produce. But no, that's not enough. Then it's, Enro. I need you to go pick flowers and then eat them. Then we're separated for a year, and the first thing you say, the first thing after all of that, is, Enro, you're unstable. Go to a shrink and get your brain adjusted. Fine, so <laughs> we do that, and as soon as that's done, <laughs> you have the unmitigated gall to tell me that we're asking for directions. (laughs) I mean, seriously, Zappy, how far must I see? I am just along for the ride here, amigo. While I've heard tales of this place, I never had an opportunity to report in with my hermanos in this province. I kind of like it. It is surrounded by a beautiful forest. There are shaded copses with streams and rivers. I'm surrounded. And of all those things I asked of you, Enro,
1: Which turned out badly for you. You use Todd's name in vain every chance you get. You seriously dug the flower picking. Dr. Tervinger cured you of your dracophobia, and the directions we seek will speed you on your way to a skooma high.
0: Ain't looking like I'm the one with the problem here. I I just... (laughs) I guess I'm just feeling less naughty every time you come up with one of these crazy ideas. I mean, I was raised to believe certain things and act certain ways, and that served me well. And then you come along with your wacky western ways and then just following along. It seems... uh, I don't know. You know, forget it. Let's just get to this potion place and let's get out of here.
1: Pardon me, good sir. Might I bend your ear for a moment and ask for some directions around your fine town? We need to find 19 Nocturne Boulevard.
0: Are we far from there? Nocturne Boulevard? Not far. When you hit Howard, hang a right. Now Howard meets Philip at a weird kind of angle. Then you cross James and Poe. You can't miss Nocturne. It's just past the automat.
1: Splendid.
0: Thank you, my friend. So that was emasculating. And hopefully you got all that, because I totally wasn't paying attention. That is because attention is not a currency in which you trade.
1: Break it up, gentlemen. Her place should be right over there. I'll tie up the horses. You two go on inside and say hello for me. I won't be but a minute.
0: Doesn't look like much of a potion shop. I I don't know what this place looks like, but it ain't that. I swear, if this is going to be another waste of my time, I'm going to... Perhaps it would be better if I did the talking. In your state, you would probably just offend her. For that matter, in any state, I am positive you would offend her. You don't know her! You don't even know if she is in there! That passerby could have directed us to some random dude's house, for all we know. I mean, the place did not even have a sign! Vendor's places have signs! Th- there- there's no sign! Or this could simply be an underground alchemy dealer. Perhaps her wares are so... Powerful that she must cloak her work in mystique. If she deals in illicit substances like skooma, she cannot simply advertise. Okay, well, how about a friendly wager? If it's an alchemist, I will give you a piece of gold. If it's anything else, anything, you pay up, because I ain't buying it. Silence! She comes. Buenos tardes, mi doña. Is this 19 Nocturne Boulevard?
2: Yes, this is 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Won't you step inside?
0: It will be my honor, of course. Hidro? Yeah, sure.
2: Did you have any trouble finding it?
0: Not at all. One of your townsfolk was kind enough to direct us. Look, uh, me and my friend here kind of have a uh, disagreement as to the nature of your uh, establishment here. What, I mean, what, what kind of place is this? What
2: do you mean, what kind of place is it? Why, it's an alchemist shop today. Can't you tell?
0: Forgive, my friend, but his powers of observation are the stuff of legend. In much the same way that the talent of Honey Boo Boo is legendary. I'm telling you, that kid is brilliant. I'm really attracted to, you know, a... That kind of woman. Oh, dear. Dude. What the heck? What? Uh
2: oh
0: Well, I mean, when she's older. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Like, really a lot older. Uh, She's just got a good start, is all I'm saying. Chick's gonna change the world. You watch. Well, if you are destined to save it, honestly, I don't know what the gods are smoking.
2: May I ask what brings the two of you here into my domain?
0: Your domain! (laughs) Whoa, that's not creepy at all.
2: I am a very busy woman. Again, my flower,
0: I beg you to forgive my awkward companion here. We have heard wonderful things about your talents, and we were hoping we could trouble you for a somewhat unorthodox request.
2: You're here to get skooma, aren't you?
0: See? Do you see? Man, when are you people gonna understand you can't trust elves? No offense, ma'am, but seriously, this woman is a witch! Get out of my mind, demon! Seriously, Zappy, this woman is reading our very minds. That that doesn't creep you out at all?
2: Your mind is written in words of three letters. See Spot Run, Run Spot Run. Aha, but... I know Spot has four letters. Shut up.
0: Yeah, whatever, you mind-reading succubus.
2: And your mind is mostly full of pictures. Dirty, dirty pictures.
0: Oh, if she can read my mind, I certainly invite it. In a moment you will see a look of wonder and curiosity come over her face. And then, then, my friend, she will know.
2: And what exactly will I know, Khajiit?
0: You will know, my darling, that the universe of exotic mystery and sensation beckons you. That you need only take that first, tenuous step. Take my paw in your hand. And I shall submerge you within a figurative sea of pleasure. Seriously, that's your line.
2: No, I truly cannot read your minds, and frankly, I'm quite pleased about it.
0: Yeah, well, you don't know me, lady, and you don't know my exotic and highly libidinous compadre here. Though, as a side note, I gotta say, uh, if he's gonna be hitting on someone, better you than me, sister. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, uh, why would you think we're here for Skuma? I mean, we're we're just a couple of guys, and we're walking into, evidently, maybe a potion shop, or whatever.
2: When a poorly educated Nord walks in with an amorous Khajiit, the only thing they could possibly want is Skuma. Nothing else would bring your peoples together.
0: Okay, Uh, well, while I agree, in principle... That Skuma is, indeed, the great unifier. Madam, I must slack my jaw in outrage at your outrageous prejudice. Leave it to an elf to judge the good, hard-working people of this fine province.
2: Then what do you want?
0: Your wisdom equals your beauty, Munequita. Skuma is, of course, what we desire. Can you make it?
2: For you? Gods, no. (laughs) There is not enough gold in all of the- What about for me, baby girl? Is that who I think it is?
1: With hair like this, how could you forget?
2: Kando! Gods, it's been an age! Let's have a look at you. Oh, you look just as young and virile as when we first met! Wait a minute. (laughs)
0: What what just oh. happened to her voice? I
1: always knew you was the best. Thank you for this.
2: Why do you have to go and get all serious? Sit, sit. So you sit down. You two, come in and sit too. I love you too. Come in, come in. You see,
0: I'm irresistible. <laughs> oh, shut up. Now
2: don't get me wrong, pumpkin. If Candler hadn't come in when he did, I'd likely have eviscerated you with a harsh game.
0: Eviscerated. Can she do
2: that? Oh, where are my manners? Have a chair.
0: This chick's crazier than a bag of cats. No offense.
2: No offense to whom, dear?
0: To. Well. Well, now that you ask. Well, okay. What I originally meant was no offense to my friend here on account of he's of the feline persuasion. But. And, and this is, you know, at the time, I was. Yeah, kind of, sort of, meaning offense to you two. Uh, but it, in a fun, fun way, though. Uh, but if it's not too late, I, uh, you know, uh, no no offense to you two.
2: That's all right, love. I didn't hear what you said anyway, but I'm sure it was quite the zinger in words of three letters. Um, Kando, my sweet, what brings you into this festering cesspool of dark brotherhood influence?
1: I've come to cash in on that favor you owed me.
2: And what a favour it was. Has he told you the story? Oh, this is wonderful. I was a young flowering girl of 75 or so, innocent in the ways of the world, and this big strapping hunk of man walks in. And MJ,
1: we really love to stay and chat. But uh, this is sort of a emergency request. There's a time element involved that we can't ignore. I'm sure you understand.
2: Ah, oh, time elements. Funny thing, time. Don't want to go cocking about with time when time's a factor. Yeah,
1: baby, it's a factor.
2: Factors, factors. You and your factors and math. Factors and math. It's like a breakfast food. Ha ha ha! Oh, math can be fun, though. We can all do Sudoku. I'll have a scroll around here somewhere. It's so diverting. Huh. Uh, Speaking of diverting... Sometimes the numbers get very, very noisy.
1: Baby, we don't got time for no Sudoku. I need you to make us some of the old school, M.J., the classic stuff they used to make 200 years ago. Do you remember how to do that?
2: 200 years ago? But we were young then, Kando, weren't we? So very young. Yes. I remember the formula. I remember everything somewhere. <laughs> it was one of my first, wasn't it? Is it? Is it hot in here? Shall I open a window? Or is it just me?
0: Oh, I assure you, my dear. It is entirely you.
2: Oh, but where are my manners? My furry little Kajit guest may I offer you a drink? How about some cream? Fresh from the Cow, probably. Probably have some water, too. <laughs> some water, perhaps?
0: Why, yes. That would be quite appreciated, my lady.
2: Thank you. Smashing. Brilliant. One water for one Khajiit. So much
0: fun. <laughs> yeah, I'd like a beer, too. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Cando, seriously. Are you sure about this? I mean, this lady's a half bubble off a of plum. If she made skooma, I'd be worried that it'd like... Mess up my insides or something.
1: Trust me, my friend. Can't nobody make a finer bottle of skooma than Magura here. She can be a little unstable, but her heart's in the right place and her powers are unmatched.
0: And she completely redefines the term High Elf. She's obviously completely wasted. You are just jealous because I have sundered her facade of indifference and she is finally warming up to me. I totally have a shot here, gentlemen.
2: And here we go. One pitcher of ice cold water for our exotic visitor from a foreign land.
0: Muchas gracias, señorita. A whole pitcher? Let me get a sip of that.
2: No. Ow! It's only for him. You don't need it. He's the one in furs. But I'm thirsty! But you don't need it. You know I love you, but you really have to be more considerate. You fellas, mind if I light up while we wait? Didn't he tell you we don't
0: have time to wait around? These
2: things take time, dear. You can't rush skooma. You end up with pink milkshakes that are only good for us, stopping you from having constipation. And it's not really a good thing when you're out on the road. Messy. Messy.
0: Whatever. Your house, your rules. Just don't let it waft into my hair, okay?
2: I'll swear your hair will remain. PRISTINE! Good, good. Oh, it's so good to see you, Kando. What adventures we had. You still doing the staring at the fire, seeing the future thing?
1: Yes. Every chance I get.
2: Ah, that was always so hot. Personally, I don't want to know what's coming, but you've never been able to resist a spoiler.
1: No, I'd like to be prepared, that's all.
2: I would rather be surprised every minute of every day.
0: Oh, well, surprise.
2: Now that's not very surprising. I was expecting you to do that.
0: Of course you did. Which? Speaking
1: of which, remember that guy I told you I wanted to find?
2: Talk about a man crush. You looking for some? Big hunky fellow with bonds tight enough to pluck walnuts with and uh, pecs pecks that go a mile and <laughs> a destiny that would make you drool and dial at the same time. Did you ever find him?
1: This here is a guy.
2: That one? Oh. Nah, he doesn't look like that. You've been looking for that for a hundred years. <laughs>
1: More like a hundred and fifty.
2: He's a Nord. You never said he was a Nord. Come I see his buns.
1: Not on your- wait, 150 years? Good thing has come to those who
2: wait. Well, that's the truth. You hear what he's saying, human? Good things waiting. Patience. How are you feeling over there, pretty kitty?
0: Quite refreshed, thank you. In fact, if I may bother you to use your facilities, I am afraid I must relieve myself.
2: As because of the mild diuretic I introduced into you water, of course. Here you go.
0: What? What is this?
2: Well it's moon sugar, of course. Give it a good soaking and we can get started.
0: I I don't What do you how I what? <sighs> You must die!
2: Mouth is open, should be shut. Do your business, Sylvester. Your friend here doesn't have all day, apparently.
0: What in the hell is that for?
2: Well, you do know what moon sugar is, right? Uh, um. No? The Khajiit people are really very mum on that subject. Don't want their trade secrets getting out. In ancient times, way, way long ago, before everything, the Khajiit mined this stuff and had no idea what to do with it, but they found it was very absorbent. So they developed a custom of using trays of the stuff in lieu of a bathroom. It absorbed everything, clumped up a bit, and kept their houses from stinking. To some extent, anyway. Mostly. It was only later they discovered the hallucinogenic properties of the moon.
0: Wait, just a damn minute. You're telling me that moon sugar is Khajiit litter?
2: Well, duh! Of course it is. But don't tell anybody. These Khajiit get all ethnic when their secrets get spilled to outsiders. Speaking of spilling, little kitty, you know you want to. You want me to run some water for you?
0: I will deal with you later. In the meantime, please excuse me for a moment.
2: You, you are in for a treat, oh, my big hulking oh, fellow. Oh, it's oh, always the best when it's fresh. Still warm, you know.
0: Wait, wait a minute. This, this was not part of the. D- hey, you wanted old skooma. Didn't you ever wonder why it was illegal? I never knew it was illegal till Scotty told me. Scotty? Who's Scotty? It's nothing. Just a nickname I gave him in the dream. Your little bartender dude. He sounds like Scotty. And his real name is unpronounceable and unrememberable. Ergo, Scotty.
2: But this is barbaric, isn't it? If you want the classic taste of old, that right there is the active ingredient. Somehow, we're not really quite sure how... But the nitrogen and the ammonia interact with the crystalline structure of.
0: Blah, blah, blah. I'm not listening to you. And I'm actively trying to forget what's happening here. Todd, how much did he drink?
2: They're a desert people. They retain a huge amount of water, poor dears. And I may have slightly miscalculated the amount of diuretic, as I'm tripping major balls at the moment. But we're all still friends, right? It doesn't matter if it's a little bit watery.
0: Oh, that's nasty. I can always
2: throw a little bit of corn syrup in there and take the edge off. It won't affect the, uh,
0: effect. That was the most humiliating, degrading thing ever visited upon me. And you, woman, you are an enemy of the Kaziti people. You know and have divulged our most sacred arcane knowledge to outlanders. And for this, in the name of my people. I must end you. Aww.
2: would you be willing to forget all of that for the favor of a kiss? But, but you have- Maybe a little belly rubbing. Oh, oh, oh. Belly rubbing, you know you want it belly rubbing.
0: Well, of course, I suppose I could be persuaded to forget it.
2: Mm, Wonderful. Give me some sugar.
0: By all means, sweet lady. Mm.
2: Uh, The moon sugar, darling, first. The belly rubbing's going to have to wait. You don't have to cook it while it's fresh. I see. Uh,
0: Be careful with that.
2: (sighs) Of course. Thank you, dear ta boys. Make yourself at home and don't let the Khajiit rifle through my drawers. Oh,
0: what a remarkable female. <laughs> That's it? You went from jihad to a Twitter in 10 seconds? You must understand that she is the first female, a- aside from that child you sneeze across the street, that I have spoken to in quite some time. Right. You're gonna lecture me on withdrawal. That's cute. I am a man of my word,
1: Enro. When this is done, you'll have almost everything you need to begin fulfilling your destiny.
0: See, except for a wit of marksmanship skill. Don't you think that will help him in bringing them down? Uh, it's time for that.
1: Once we get back to the tavern, we'll train him. Each of us has a special skill. And over time, he will learn them all. And all the while, we'll be on the lookout for dragons for him to banish from our world. This has been a long time in the making, gentlemen. A long time.
0: Well, I don't know about you guys, but between all the psychiatry and the stark, vivid reality of my preferred vice, I'm going to take a nap on this couch over here. You guys feel free to plan my destiny or whatever. Just going to cuddle up with my new best friend here. (sighs) And catch some Z's. I wonder how Scotty's doing with that hangover. (laughs) Should be hitting him right about... Ow There's our little guy.
1: How you doing, Uh, buddy?
3: I think I'm gonna be... Oh. Oh, Scratch that. I'm sick.
0: Take it easy, laddie. I hear tell you drank your weight in wine and other assorted alcoholic goods. Must have had quite a day. Yeah, he battled his inner demons,
1: struck him down, and drowned those suckers out. I'm proud of him. He's a braver mer than me.
3: Why? What did I do? You went
1: full-on elven ranger out there, man. You sniffed the wind, narrowed down a 20-kilometer radius to a single tree. You... You... <laughs> you ate dirt, and you used it to home in on Enro, man. You don't remember any of that?
3: Bandar... You sneaky bastard!
0: He's going to be like that for quite a while. You have the con, my orcus friend. I have the con?
1: Why do I have the con? (laughs) And what the hell is the con? You're in
0: charge, lad. Get him cleaned up and... sweep that mess out with... your shield or something. Um, sir. I really
1: think that you're better equipped to deal with all of this. To oblivion with that, Sonny Jim. I got you this far.
3: And and where exactly is this far? It's pitch black out here.
1: In here, actually. This guy could give you a run for your money. He found us this nice, out-of-the-way cave, came in here, made sure nothing was lurking around, and we set up camp. We'll be safe in here for the day.
3: For the day? I was out all night. Shouldn't we be traveling by day? I really want to get back behind my butt. Oh, crap.
1: Seriously, I I
0: get stuck with this? Let me clue you into the situation here, boy. I left that bloody bar at twilight, sprinted Julianos knows how far all bloody night to find you lot, picked the two of you up found this cave because you were prattling on about wolves finding you. And found the only bloody cave in the entire continent that doesn't have anything spawning in it. I am not a young man. I need rest. So I'm going to sleep now. And I swear to Talos, if you do anything that disturbs my well-earned slumber, I will rip off your shield arm and use it as a pillow.
1: Got it? Yeah, fine, I got it. Just go... Slumber.
3: I don't need your permission, you bloody green
1: old He is a little cranky.
3: I he gets like that sometimes. He yells at the customers a lot more than I'd like, but you take the bad with the good. What's the good? Well um he's a
1: good storyteller, I suppose. Yeah, he talks a lot, but he doesn't say much, does he?
3: So what's the deal with this cave? Are you absolutely certain there's nothing living in here?
1: Why are you asking me?
3: Oh, don't even start with me, orc. How many times did people ask me if I was absolutely bloody certain about every bloody thing that came out of my mouth? Now I'm asking, and you dare take bridge Oh, so that
1: you remember.
3: Oh, aye. The fog of war is lifting out of my short-term memory, so I don't think I'm out of line and asking.
1: Well, it's a small cave. Just this chamber here and one deeper that just dead ends.
3: What do you mean, it just dead ends? Well, it's pretty self-explanatory. The back of the cave is just a wall. So you're telling me that this cave is just two chambers with nothing living in it and a wall in the back. That's what you're telling me? Well,
1: yeah. No danger
3: whatsoever, so... Relax, man. The man says relax. Look, you... Look. And I say this with the caveat that I didn't pay much attention to my upbringing, mind you. But the first thing my daughter ever told me about wilderness survival is this. There's no such bloody thing as an empty cave with nothing of note. There's always something. Be it a mob of creatures, or a hidden passage, or a bloody chest. There's always something, and nine times out of ten, it's apt to want to kill you. In fact, it was that very statement so many years ago that convinced me to never allow a situation to arise in which I'd find myself in a bloody... Oh, sweet DiBella. (coughs) Damn it! Gods, how much did I... Oh no. Oh, bloody aftershocks. So, either one of two possibilities exists. Either there's something interesting in here, or we are currently in mortal bloody danger. A third possibility exists. That interesting thing would like nothing better than to use our bloodied corpses as incubators for its young. Oh,
1: man. why'd you have to go and say a thing
3: like... (laughs) Yeah, great. I'm glad to see you finally have a grasp on our... Oh, mother! Oh, damn it, you oblivion. At least I'm not doing it alone.
1: Mine's bigger.
3: Oh, shut it. I must admit, however, though I detest the act of vomiting, it does make one feel better, doesn't it? Speak for yourself.
1: Now we're stuck in a dead-end cavern with the stench of that stuff.
3: Oh, grow a pair. Just cover it with some dirt and we'll be fine. Another trick of the trade I picked up along the way.
1: You know, you say you didn't pay attention to any of that bosmer wisdom,
3: but you seem like an expert to me. Friend, I'm a bartender. I'm no stranger to covering up vomit, believe you me. But getting back to our greater issue, I'm no ranger, and you're no warrior, but we share in common a deep desire to stay far away from harm. And I'm telling you, that's a distinct possibility here. Did you use a torch when you looked around? Cause there's got to be more to this place than a bloody wall. What, you think I looked
1: around? (laughs) Ha! The old fart went ahead, said everything was fine. Guy's been around the block a few times, figured he knew what he was talking about. I was just cowering in the, um... I mean, protecting your vulnerable sleeping form, while he investigated.
3: The man is positively ancient! You trust your safety to his eyesight. Get me up.
1: Excuse me?
3: I said get me up. I can't feel anything below my neck, and everything above my neck is enduring in a veritable symphony of pain. So if you don't mind, get your muscle bound arse over here and help a brother up,
1: will you? Um, okay. But to what end?
3: To the end of this bloody cave. I take it the horses are tied up outside.
1: Yeah, of course. Both bait. As far as I'm concerned, but they should still be out there.
3: There's likely to be a torch in one of the saddlebags, then. Go fetch one, and we'll take a look at this cave. Give it a proper once-over. If for no other reason than to set our minds at ease. But
1: what if we find something?
3: Then you scoop up the old man, we throw him over the back of a horse, and we ride. We ride like the bloody wind.
1: Okay. But I really hope you're wrong about this place.
3: You hope? At least you've got your bloody shield. I've got not but my wits and my silver tongue to defend me. And most of the cave dwellers around these parts aren't known for their skills as conversationalists.
1: I've got a bad...
3: Oh, don't even bloody say it. I'm stressed enough as it is. Just go get the bloody torch before my head starts spinning again.
1: Feeling about this.
0: You have been listening to Keeg's Quest, a Skyrim adventure by Rich Matheson. This episode features the additional voice talent of Julie Hoverson, creator, writer, and star of 19 Nocturne Boulevard as Marjanawin the High Elf. Many thanks to Julie for her outstanding work and my first experience with long distance, time-delayed improv. Check out her work at www.19nocturneboulevard.net. Keek's Quest is based on the Elder Scrolls universe created by Bethesda Game Studios. This production is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Bethesda Game Studios. Music selections were taken from the Skyrim original soundtrack by Jeremy Soule, which is used here without permission, but is available for purchase at www.directsong.com. Also featured in this episode was music by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com. As I said in the beginning, this episode is dedicated to my mom, who passed away last month after a long battle with multiple sclerosis. I think that Keek's Quest was one thing that I did that made her really proud and she'd been bugging me for months to drop what I was doing and make another one. So this one's for you mom. In other news, I wanted to let you all know that the fruit of my labor for the past several months is nearly ready for release. Sometime this month, Colonial Radio Theater on the Air will release Agent 13 and the Invisible Empire Part 1. And it's some of the best, most complex mixing work I've ever done. So if you're a fan of audio drama, I beseech you to pick this one up. It will be available on Amazon, iTunes, and Audible sometime in December. Well, that's it for this one, true believers. I'll try to work on the next episode between scenes of Agent 13 Part 2, which I'll be working on for the next little while. So until next time, thank you very much for your patience, and I look forward to bringing you another episode as soon as I can. Happy holidays to everyone listening. I love you all. Be safe out there.